Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Done Playing by the Rules. My name's Janelle. And I'm Jenna. Okay, so this is like a live on scene situation. We have no prep work. Like usually we come in with like uh-uh. notes, um, nope. maybe some like little reference sheets. We got nothing. My note nothing. Is this is gonna be so exciting. And that's hard for Jenna. She doesn't even have an iPad spreadsheet going, guys. Oh, it's closed. <laughs> so we um Jenna and I were moving into the same neighborhood and I ended up having to move to Chicago. And so Jenna's in the neighborhood and it's a beautiful, like semi-rural neighborhood and COVID happened this past year and different people handled it different ways. And we Mm -hmm. hold no ill will, no matter how you handled it. If you dug a bunker under your house and lived in there for a year, good for you. I'm um, genius for you because I'm genius. been envious. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna's jealous. If you changed not a thing about your life, I mean, like, I hope you wore a mask and like didn't try to get grandma's sick, but good for you. Like, mm-hmm. we don't care how you handled it. You did what was best yeah. for your family's situation and for your mental health. But um, I think this is going to be a common occurrence coming out of the pandemic is uh, the way relationships were fractured and fragmented Mm -hmm. based on how different people were handling the pandemic. And so this got us talking about a bigger picture. So Jenna had a falling out with a mom over how she handled the pandemic versus how another mom handled the pandemic. And well, that's from my viewpoint, from her viewpoint, I think it's a whole other thing. And so, yeah, we don't know what her, yeah, but that is besides the point, but we just wanted to So we kind of started reading about um, mean moms and mom Mm -hmm. clicks, and we're not calling anyone mean. We're not taking sides. Maybe Jenna's the villain in this story, and we don't know it. (laughs) You never know. You never know. But we really wanted to do an episode because I personally haven't dealt with – I dealt with bullying in junior high and early high school and then moved to a different high school and everything was grand, but Mm -hmm. I have had zero dealings in mean mom clicks. And I don't know if my husband always says I'm a golden retriever with friends. Like I just, am like, Hey, everybody wants to be my friend. Everybody wants to be my (laughs) friend. And I just like force myself into friendships with everyone. And so I don't even notice if someone doesn't like me, but I think there's a lot of us that probably have dealt with mean moms and mom clicks. And then Jenna and I started reading about it on the internet and could not believe the amount of mean mom stuff there is out there and the amount of mom bullying there is. And this was my first like falling out with a friend. I've had like differences with friends, but we've resolved them. We're civil, if not friends actually at this point. And I'm talking about like high school, not... (laughs) 
as a mom and it just blew my mind. And I reached out to Janelle as well as two other friends that I know have dealt with like similar situations. And I was like, I don't even know how to handle this. How do I continue to be kind? Because that's my mission, but be open-minded, but also not be railroaded. Like I, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was hard for me. Like Janelle can tell you we're sitting there texting and I'm like, do I say this? Do I say this? And you know, her response was so good. Like each time, like, let me think, you know, we need to be more direct. And I had two other girlfriends that I was talking to at the time too. And, you know, they had gone through similar situations and they're like, you know, I wish I thought through my responses a little more. And I think together we all (laughs) came up with the perfect response. We collaborated. (laughs) Yeah. And it also left me feeling okay about my response okay about where things will go from here, hopefully. And um, as well as if for some reason, these messages go out into the universe, I'm totally cool with it because of what I said and how I handled myself. You were very classy and you were very clean in your responses. And my grandma's number one rule is never write anything that you wouldn't want the whole world to read. And I think that that is not a sneaky thing, even though like in today's culture, that's important. But it's also if you wouldn't want your grandma to read or see how you're behaving, your behavior needs to be checked. Yeah. And And even in person, honestly, and like one of my good friends and I who have completely different views from COVID, we have had our tough times because our relationship is still very strong, but it's not like it was like we used to play with all our kids. She's ready for that. I'm not. I'm sure that's a little hard for her, but she's so accepting of it. And it is hard for me to see her at this level with other friends, like playing with them, because I'm like, I want that to be, but I, to be me, but I'm not there yet either. But our relationship is still so good. And I was talking to her about this. And, you know, she made a good point. And she was like, you know, you and I vent about people we know, we vent about our husbands, but we don't talk shit about them. And there is yeah. such a huge difference. Like my thing is, if I'm going to talk about someone, if it gets back to them, Jenna said, I will be okay with that. Yeah. Like, is that such a good way to go to bed at night? Yes. And I can guarantee you, if someone says, Jenna said this, the person that they're talking to would be like, oh, yeah, she brought that issue up to me. That sounds like Jenna. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't usually bring my problems to my friends unless I really need help. And this time I really needed help. You did. Yeah. And none of them knew the person I was talking about. Like I wouldn't bring it to a mutual friend. Yeah. And so I I don't know. It was just like a really tricky situation. <laughs> it was very tricky. There was a lot of like setups for landmines and things yes. like that. And I was shocked to see how many women when we were reading online and researching Mm -hmm. how many women had felt ostracized from a group they're always standing by themselves at the bus stop they're always Mm -hmm. standing by themselves at the football field they're always just kind of left out of this like little click and Jenna had said to me once Um, I don't know if this was regarding this situation or another situation, but she had heard another mom say to another mom, um, you're just mad because you're not in the Mm -hmm. cool group. I am sorry. And my mind was blown. I didn't think there was cool groups as a mom. (laughs) I didn't either. Maybe. And we need to examine the fact that like, maybe we're coming at this from a place of privilege that we just have always been okay with, or I'm oblivious. I think, I think there's cool groups around me and I don't know, or I've just always been fine. 
I don't do really like groups like that. I don't know. I don't. And I didn't think anybody else was, but everyone is. And so we wanted to come on and say, if you feel left out of these groups, we wanted to point out that the groups that are excluding you. So the article that I was reading, and I think this is valid to point out, it's from RaisingTeensToday.com. It's called Mom Clicks, the Non-Inclusive World that's sending the wrong message to our kids. And it says, from the time our kids have the cognitive ability to understand, we start pounding into their heads. You should include everything. It's the right thing to do. Play nicely with everyone. Be kind, don't be mean, and don't hurt other people's feelings. But moms are not practicing what they preach. So you are seeing a group of moms that is excluding other moms. You can go to bed at night knowing that they're teaching that to their kids. And if that doesn't give you a warm, fuzzy feeling, inside that you're doing a better job. I'm sorry, but you are. I mean, I was even hanging out with a girlfriend from our neighborhood today who doesn't know fully about this situation. She knows I was going through a hard time. I did not tell her. Janelle did. And I was perfectly fine with that because Janelle knew I was uncomfortable because I didn't want to be a gossip. But Janelle was like, you need some support. Well, yeah, Jenna was, Jenna was like, I'm not going to tell her, I'm not going to tell this other friend about what this other girl is doing to me because I don't want her to feel like she has to pick sides. And I said, but you're not going to just fight this by yourself and have no one know because you're trying. Jenna wants to be noble and never speak ill of other people and never ask people to pick sides. But this is a situation where there is a legitimate mom bully and that doesn't get to just go unchecked because I explained to Jenna, if she bullies this Jenna's like third or fourth in line now of bullied by one person. I'm sorry, Jenna, you're tough. If you don't stop her from doing this, she's going to keep bullying people and you're tough enough to stop her. So we wanted to just talk a little bit about what to do if you're in this situation and you don't want to talk bad about people, but Mm -mm. you don't want to feel alone either. And Jenna felt really alone and keeping all of this alone, especially like that it coincided with Janelle moving. Yeah. um, And the pandemic. So I know things are lifting. We got our second vaccine this week. So things are lifting in terms of that, but I'm not ready for like my kids to fully be out there. So Mm -hmm. it gives me some hope, but it's still very isolating. Even today when I went over to that friend's house, we didn't talk about it. And I texted her later and I was like, hey, like, I know you kind of know about the situation. I don't want you to think I'm hiding it from you or avoiding it. I just don't think it's appropriate to talk about when kids and husbands are around because I, one, don't want my kids to hear me talk about another person, even if it's facts or whatever, in a negative light. And I want to be that good example And I just think this is like a conversation that would need our full attention and not, hey, I need a juice box in between every other. Well, and if you're talking about another mom in front of your kids, you're no better than, you know what I mean? Like you're still showing your kids that it's okay to talk, even if it's deserved. I would, I never am in front of my kids. Like, did you hear what so-and-so did? did, 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 Like my, I will wait till my kids go to bed. And then as soon, Mm -hmm. even with this situation, I told you when you were asking for my advice, I was like, I need to wait for my kids to go to bed so I can ask Josh because I'm not going to ask Josh how to handle a situation in front of my kids. Cause I just don't even, they don't need to know that. And that's another part of this article that says, At a time in our lives when we're all trudging through the same trenches with our kids, you'd think we would all join forces to support each other. 
Exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? Anybody that is not joining forces to support each other is a shithead. (laughs) And this is not even about a pandemic. We're all coming out. We are all slowly Mm -hmm. creepy crawling out from under our rocks. We've been under for a year in a pandemic. And now you're going to be mean to fucking people. Like what in the world is happening? And I want to add that this wasn't just like a quick one-time thing. It was kind of a no. build up. Yeah. Um, and, and Janelle at first was like, girl, cut it out. But I'm going to just say this. I can see her side of it. I really can. However, I do not think the way she reacted was appropriate based on just anything. I don't think it was appropriate at all. Also to note, my kids have asked me because it was a friend that we used to see. And I made sure to tell them, well, not my youngest. I don't think she really understands. But I have made sure to tell my six-year-old, you know what? We had a difference of opinion and I tell you most things, but this is not something that I think you need to know because it is between this other mom and I, if you have any questions, you can ask me. And he said, are you mad at her? And I said, I'm upset with the way that things got handled and mommy doesn't take it when people talk negatively about me and you don't either. And I have told him like, if someone talks down to you, like you do not take that. No. And you can choose to ignore or you can choose to fight back. And that is your right. Yeah. You don't fight back nasty. You don't fight back ugly. But I also told him, I said, your other responsibility in all of this is to listen and to try and understand the other person's point of view, Yeah. which I can honestly say I did. I tried to meet up as well to discuss all of this, but that didn't quite happen. And so I think it's like, we also need to like take a step back and look at ourselves and, you know, in response to how I reacted to all of the messages and everything. I did do some research on my own, just saying like what I could say or what I could do. And you know, there is differing opinions. And basically the situation I was dealing with, I came across like, no matter what you say, it's not going to be resolved, which sucks because I am such a problem solver. Um, Yeah, there was no... No, I don't have any unresolved issues in my life. Now you do. I miss this one. Uh, but I do feel somewhat of a resolve because I tried. I'm not going to sit there and try, try and beg, but I tried. And so, and it also, as much as it sucks to be in this situation, I was like, holy shit, I've got some kick-ass women in my corner and men. Yeah, you do. Like I had some yeah. husbands that were like, oh. Josh was, like, Josh was right or die. <laughs> so... I was beyond grateful. And I was like, because a part of me was also like, this is vulnerable because it shows me in a negative light. My friends can choose to stand behind me or be like, oh, you were wrong. But y'all like, y'all are kick-ass. But that's the thing is like the woman tried to keep Jenna out of a group that they both should be in because of their unresolved issues. Well, let me just clear that up so it doesn't get like, apparently she didn't say I couldn't, but she basically was like, I joined first. If she joins, I'm out kind of thing. Okay. Somebody else in a situation. Yeah. Yeah. Putting someone else in a tough situation. We are 30 something years old. Even hearing you say that. Why are fucking groups even private? (laughs) If If my response was not in these words, but basically I don't give a shit. Whoever wants to come, come. I am going to be friendly to everyone. I am never going to cause a fucking public scene, especially with children. Yeah. But if you're not my best friend, then guess what? It's a child-based group. It's not like a girl's trip to Cabo. It's a child-based group in your neighborhood. (laughs) I'm not going to be like buddy, buddy with you. I will say hello. Hello, and I will not how are you nice to see you. way, but then I'll just talk to somebody else. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. So it was trying to be punitive and it was foolish and silly. 
and you reached out to try to talk and we discussed, which I think is something, if you are in the wrong, let's assume that Jenna's in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about this, about if Jenna's going to go meet up and have a discussion with this individual, assume you're in the wrong, even though and you And I was you're fully not. ready. I did my research. Like- and so using my tried and true therapy method of what I'm hearing you say is X, is that mm-hmm. correct? Because I think so much gets lost in translation, especially when you're communicating primarily via social media and texting. Mm-hmm during the last year of the pandemic. So if you've had a relationship fall apart over the pandemic and you decide that you're going to try to mend that relationship now that this year of chaos is ending, what I'm hearing you say is X. So what I'm hearing you say is that by me saying I wasn't comfortable with this activity during the pandemic, I upset you in some way. Is that correct? And so and you can use this with anyone, but my basic, I use like, it with my kids. Janelle, I use like, it everywhere. Right. I was like, Janelle, I don't want to exasperate this situation. Mm-hmm. How can I say this in a kind way, but with also getting my point across and like, and also was- not laying down and being like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, Cause you didn't do anything. To and I wouldn't feel okay it. after that. Anyways, you wouldn't, so. and you wouldn't want to put yourself in that position. Another thing I wanted to read from the article was for moms who pride themselves on being the coveted members of a tight knit posse with a shell. That's much too hard for outsiders to break. Remember Children learn what they live and our actions Mm -hmm. always speak louder than our words. So you can tell your kid to be nice all goddamn day. If you're out there acting like a dick, that's what your kid is going to do. And that is what your kid is going to model at school. So when you get that phone call from the principal Mm -hmm. that tells you that your kid was being a dick, look at how you're acting in front of your kid. Yeah. And I, it, it amazes me how many moms sit there and talk shit about other moms. Now I'm not saying like a little vent, like, Oh, I tried to hang out with so-and-so and and they canceled. I'm really disappointed. Like that's completely different. But when you're talking shit about other moms in front of your kids, that's ridiculous. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to shut that down. And I never really had to deal with these issues before. And I'm just like, dude, we're fucking in our thirties. Like, can we just drop this? We're so old and we're so tired and our kids are hard. Yes. (laughs) It is. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's ridiculous. And I was just so thankful for Janelle and even my girlfriend, Kaylee, I'm calling you out girl, because there is not, there, there is a little bit of jealousy when we hang out with other people. That's natural because we all want to be included. Even if I went away to the beach and Janelle was hanging out with one of our friends, I would be like, I don't even know if jealousy is the right word, but like, feel like you're missing out, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be there with your friends. You want to be included. But I will say that those women never take it out on any of us. And they're so inclusive. Like anytime Janelle comes over, I'm like, Hey, should we invite so-and-so? Well now not many times because of the pandemic. She's always like, hell yeah. Like, come on. But I also, when I lived in my old neighborhood, I hosted a million and five of the social activities. So we had a wine club, we had a book club, we had like a bunco club and I would host all of them and people would be like, don't invite so-and-so, don't invite so-and-so. And And I was like, we don't do that at my house. No, Like we don't do don't invite so-and-so. There was one woman who was a bully to the other women and was a bully to me at one point. And I still would have invited her, but she moved out of the neighborhood 
did. And then RSVP'd yes mm. to come to an event that I was hosting at my house. And I messaged yeah. her and said, like, just so you know, like, you're not invited because it, this is neighborhood only. And it was literally that like, sense. Yeah. Were, the rules were you have to live in the neighborhood. Yeah. You couldn't. But she had also been a bully to multiple women and made a, multiple women feel uncomfortable and had been a bully to me. It wasn't me like hearing about it. I'm not ever going to be one to allow bullying in my house, mm-hmm. but I would never like tell a friend that was say my other friends hosting Bunko that week. I would never be like, I'm not going to go if Samantha's going. Oh my like, gosh. Heck no. I'm a grown up. Like if no. Samantha wants to say something to me, I'll say something back. Like I'm not yeah. worried. There's no kids there either. So that takes exactly. that out of the equation when there's kids around, but still, it's a different like, level. Come on. Like you can't be in the same room as somebody. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. Like, and I mean, I unless you like ran over my grandma, we're not going to have an issue where I can't be in the same room with you. I mean, like, was your grandma in the road when she shouldn't have been? No, Chances are, no. Not Marilyn. Marilyn can do no wrong. So don't speak ill of Marilyn in my You know what I mean? Like, you. unless you did yes. something that's like. Yes. Unless you spanked my children in front of me without me a lot. You know what I mean? Like you would have to. But even like, that, like maybe I could, like, let's have a maybe conversation I could. about this. Maybe like, my kids Was really my kid it. really being a shit? Like, I don't agree with it, but let's talk about it. Like, Let's talk it out. I just, there is a distinct need from what I have read online for some women to exercise power over other mm-hmm. adult women at this age. And I, why I know, but I think what I have seen in the bully that I excluded or tried to exclude from an event, but she technically was forcefully excluded. Anyways, they're coming from unhappy homes. And so I know for a fact that the woman that was mean to me was going through, I think a divorce. They were living with his parents. He had lost his Mm -hmm. job. Like there was a lot of tumultuous stuff going on at home. And so the bullies at school, something's going on at home. The bullies that are grownups, something's going on at home. And we, or could it even just be like something in the past? Like, does it have, I think that's a big, no, I think that's a big part of it too. I think maybe somebody in the past had, like we've talked about, you were picked on in high school and now you find yourself in a power position. And so you're going to pick on someone else. Mm -hmm. But I always love the slogan, no one punches down, but it's basically, (laughs) (laughs) it's basically saying someone is picking on someone to make themselves feel bigger. So if you're picking on someone, it's because some part of you feels small and beaten up. And let's take a minute and examine that in ourselves. If we find ourselves picking on someone or jealousy, I know personally, I have really teetered closely to picking on somebody that I feel a little bit jealous of, or I feel a little Mm -hmm. bit slighted by. And I've kind of... When I was like kind of researching, it's not like you're picking on like I think we think of in like elementary school, but it's these little jabs. Yeah. And what do you what what can you look at in yourself to figure out what is what is being triggered within you that mm-hmm. needs to be examined? Yeah, um, so we all have those insecurities, but oh my God, if I we're going to pretend we don't like, have insecurities, boring. And right. we all do. And I love everyone's insecurities. You'll hear all too. about mine on the body image. Yeah. And it's punching <laughs> down, FYI. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Google. Um, Thank you, Google. So what was also really interesting when I was trying to Google some solutions to this was how many more articles there were on how to be the mean girl. Like, how do you do it? Fucking like, what is that? Wiki how to? So many like 
No, I was like, and I was searching basically like how to talk to somebody when they're being aggressive or being mean or how to talk to somebody that's like in a non-confrontational way. Oh my gosh, I was blown away. And it had pictures and all this stuff. And I'm like, why was it made for our age or was it made for like it was made for moms? It was no teens. It was made for younger kids. How to step by step. Mm -hmm. And it talked a lot about like basically like picking a kid out and then not letting other people in your group and being clicky and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what? Why? I have no words. Have you not seen any of these movies? Right? That does not end well for that person. It never ends well. And how do you, and that's the other thing I never understood is like, how do you go to bed at night? And feel like I've been a lovely, productive citizen of the world today. Mm -hmm. Also in return, like I'm in a, um, I'm not in an atheist moment right now, Mm -hmm. but I'm in a agnostic moment right now. I come from a Catholic background. I was super into the church until I lost my dad. I've gone back and forth on it and I'm, my kids pray and we're, Jesus is our homeboy, whatever. (laughs) I'm just not, I'm not in that moment right now. We all have. So I'm also always curious how these people who are like, Jesus, 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 Jesus mm-hmm. are some of the biggest pick honors and pile kindness, honors. Kindness, 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 even, kindness, kindness. Unless you're gay or or any of these fifty five things that we don't like, and also mm-hmm. they will pile on people sometimes in a way that I'm like, why are you wasting your time at church? Go to mm-hmm. therapy for an hour instead and be a good yeah. goddamn person. I just yeah. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and like if I send a mean message to somebody, it weighs on me for the longest time. There Thanks. are times where I have probably been mean and I didn't mean to. And I think we also just need to be kinder in general. So if I notice that Janelle is kind of distant or canceling a lot, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh shit, she's being a bitch. Like No, I'm going to be like, girl, are you okay? Something's going on. What is going on? Like I've asked you to hang out and you're not really responding. Chances are she didn't feel great. She's in a little bit of a depression. And who wants to just like come up and say that? And this fucking pandemic is so hard. I can't tell you how many times friends and I, acquaintances and I have been like, I've even had people reach out on social media and be like, your social media seems a little different. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like, hell yeah. Raise each other up and ask each other instead of being like, why are you posting dark shit? What's wrong with you? And I don't think that's what people realize. Like half the time when people are doing stuff like canceling or saying no or holing up in their house, it's not about you. It's about them and something they're going through. One of my, which I'm going to ask permission to talk about this. One of my really good friends from high school is going through a lot of deep shit. And our other best friend, we were like a trio, has been so patient with her. And both of us just like have reached out to her. I didn't know until my friend kind of told me. And I hadn't talked to this friend in over a year, if not longer. I haven't seen her in three years. And we've just been talking like things have always been how they are. And she's had so much happen in her life. And I just want to like hug her. I don't care. Sometimes it takes her three days to respond to my message. I don't give a fuck. I know she's sitting in her house and she probably did have time to text back. But I also know the mental load that that takes. 
as well as my friend who is completely out in the world. I mean, she's doing safe things via COVID, but like via COVID, she's doing safe COVID practices. (laughs) You know, she even admitted like, I can't fully understand what she's going through with this fear and these anxieties, but I'm going to try and I am going to do this and I am going to do this. Like she's not taking it personal. And so even though they're best friends still, best friends since high school, she's supporting her friend and it's just, it's beautiful. Why do we take stuff why do women take stuff personal that's like right something I don't get because it has nothing no. to do with you it's a very egocentric way to look at the world I had another friend recently who had started kind of posting some like darker stuff on mm-hmm. Instagram or something and I messaged her and was like I think I messaged her and was like how are things and she was like oh you know this this and this happened but so and so said that I'm just looking for attention. And that is something that, and I wrote to her and I said, just FYI, I hope that <clears throat> the mental health movement and destigmatizing mental illness stigmatizes people saying, oh, she's just looking for attention because that's not a move that I want to be something no. that I want to be allowed to be said to people anymore because no one's just, lo- I mean, I don't Maybe think Maybe you're looking for help. Like, Maybe you're crying out for help and no one's fucking helping you. And I said, anybody that's telling you you're just looking for attention, I used the C word, but like, (laughs) I don't want that to be something people say anymore because that's why suicides happen is people are like, oh, so-and-so is just looking for attention. Ew, ignore them. And then like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I won't ever tell my kids they're just looking for attention. I won't ever tell another mom she's just looking for attention. If it gets old, you can Mm -hmm. distance yourself from it, but don't interject yourself further by yeah. telling other people they're looking for attention. Help them or back away. And if it gets old, then that means on. that they're going through something and they probably need some help. Come on. And, and if I'm the burden say, is like, too heavy for you, then back right? away. If you yeah. can't handle that they need attention because it's triggering something in you, back away. You yeah. don't need to lean in and like- But do not bring them down. No. Yeah. Don't, it's not your jam. That's not your place. So this made me think of something. Our friendship exists because of a similar situation. Because you, and I did not know you well, but you were acting a little salty on the playground. Like you weren't being rude, but you were a little, like you weren't your usually bubble self. You were kind of kept to yourself. You, I remember you were like staring straight ahead instead of like making eye contact. I could have been like, what a bitch. We had never Mm -hmm. hung out one-on-one. I could have been like, you know what? Maybe she doesn't like me and she just does it to appease the group. This is the first time we really talked one-on-one. But instead I was like, what's going on? I can tell something's off. And that developed a friendship. Yeah, we talked about that. I was just re-listening because we're releasing the grief episode Mm -hmm. the day after we record this episode. And I was re-listening to the beginning of it and we tell the story at the first five minutes of the grief episode. So that just shows like- Uh Uh-huh. And I've met- As well as kindness culture, like all of it. And I've met some women that I've been like, I've met them at parties and been like, "Mm, she's a little bit like kind of bitchy. I don't know what I think. And then I see them at three more social events. And by the third or fourth social event, I realized they have like one of their husband's mom was going in and out of nursing homes and hospice. And like people have shit going on that makes them have a little bit more resting bitch face than normal. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a shell to protect yourself ask what's wrong and ask if you can help or ask them to come to coffee. But I just reading these articles about the way these women that are excluded feel is so crushing to me. I just want 
a world where everyone reaches out to one person mm-hmm. that they see standing off to the side at the bus stop or standing off to the side at the soccer field and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. come on over here. Who, which one's right. your kid? I'm the first you, if you've been anywhere with me, I am walking up to everyone and being yeah. like, who's your kid? Who's your kid? Who's your kid? And not to toot my own horn, but I will, you can call my kid's fucking teacher. And Jenna knows this is a true story. And Zach still talks Mm -hmm. about it. Like there was a kid that was getting picked on in their JK class, junior kindergarten. And Zach noticed that two boys were being mean to one boy and said, Hey, let's say his name is Sam. Hey, Sam, why don't you come over here and read your book with me? And the teacher stopped me after school to say they had Mm -hmm. never seen such a nice display of picking up another person. And my dad taught that to me and I taught that to my son and I Mm -hmm. cried my eyes out because my son has seen me walk up to so many people and be like, hey, what's which kid's yours? Oh, he's Mm -hmm. cute. He's good. He's this that it is rubbed off on him. And so your kids are watching what you do. If they see you only talking to Susie and Sharon at every Mm -hmm. meetup, and they see that Cassie is standing off to the corner and you all have your back to her and you're snickering at her, that's what Mm -hmm. you're fucking passing on. And I will say, like, minus the snickering, it is easy in a Mm -hmm. women's social situation to start pairing up, especially, like, if you go somewhere. You have to remember, usually when we go somewhere, unless we know everyone, we're all a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So our comfort is to find that one person that we know the best, that we know we can talk to. I will admit I am not perfect about this, but I have always tried, even in high school, that if I see someone who is excluded, I will try and talk to them. Was Mm -hmm. I perfect at it in high school? No, because I was a fucking teenager. But I can say I tried it my hardest. I had many different groups of friends and they were all vastly different. And if we can all just include that one person. And uh, I mean, our (laughs) junior kindergarten class was so inclusive that we made a grandmother come to our play dates because we were like, yeah, well, I'm not a mom. And we're like, yes, you are like, we don't care. You're a mom. (laughs) You're a grandmother. And she's like, y'all don't want an old, oh, yes, we do. And we would make teach us everything. Yes. And like our, my neighbors next door, they all have grown kids. And I'm always like, can I play with you? Like I try and talk conversations with them. Oh my God. Well, that's because we want parents. That's true. But I also (laughs) want to bring up a point because this was a topic and it relates to this, that someone asked us to talk about. Like I said, we have no prep work on this. I just remembered it and I looked back at my phone. You also have to remember a lot of us have completely different personalities. There are introverts, there are extroverts, there are even comboverts. <laughs> That's a thing. But like I, like omnivores, right? I consider myself an introvert and an extrovert. I am fine talking to people. However, I feel awkward as hell and I need time to decompress. I'm not a person that can go from like social event to social event and feel I'll feel exhausted. And we had a listener reach out to us and say, people just really need to take that into consideration, especially in terms of an introvert. If you're an introvert and you're off by yourself, one, that does not mean you want to be left alone and off by yourself. It means it's hard. Two, you're not a bitch. That is such a common It really is. That Mm -hmm. I hear all the time from women, like, how do I come off as more friendly when this is not my natural personality? You should not have to fake it. I don't think so either. And there have been people that I've met that I'm like, my insecure side is like, oh, maybe they didn't like me. And then it's like, oh, wait, no. When I reached out to them, they had a conversation and we're cool. And it turns out they just had a completely different personality style. Just because you're an introvert and you're a little more shy or a little more reserved does not mean that you're a bitch. So can we stop just like labeling each other and just include everyone? If someone doesn't like you, guess what? 
they'll say no. Like just yeah. invite them. And if someone doesn't like you, guess what? It doesn't really matter because no. they don't pay your bills, them. honey. <laughs> I have been in, I have not, I can admit my faults too. I have definitely, when I went from the school I was bullied at to the school that I was popular at, did I form clicks and probably seemed like one of the exclusive clicky Mm -hmm. people probably and you know why I can say it now because I was bullied mercilessly at my Mm -hmm. first junior high and high school then I went to a school where I was popular and I was probably terrified that I was going to get bullied again and clung Mm -hmm. to those groups as tightly as I could so I have been in that situation as as a mom in a social situation where I was in a big group of friends and then a couple of the people in the group decided they didn't like the bigger group and pulled out and I never found out why they pulled out and then the groups kind of split and turned into kind of like dueling groups as time went on I've been in a lot of situations that I'm not super proud that I didn't get um, resolutions from. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a new neighborhood. And I think as moms, we do get clicky, like we mentioned, just like in high school. It's like a default for women. And we have to work really hard not to do it. Yeah, we need to take a step back and realize that there are people on the outskirts that want to be in our circle. Um, I know that this happens a lot with daycare moms. um, And then like a new mom joins. So say there's like a daycare mom group, and there's five moms in it. And then there's this mom on the outskirts, say it's me, because I don't send my kids to daycare. And I know all those moms. And now all of a sudden, they're doing all this stuff together. And they're like, Oh, well, basically, like, we're not including her because she's not a daycare mom. No, just stop labeling, hang out with people. Even like- <laughs> walking around the neighborhood last night. Oh, did you register for H or whatever the mm-hmm. school is? And I was like, what does that mean? Because I don't yeah. know that. And they're they like, Oh, it's the elementary school. Are you guys registered? And I was like, Oh, no, we're homeschool. And they were like, Ugh. Because homeschool. And I was like, well, you already might have solved your problem a little. But you know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to do stuff because their kids are in the same activities and yeah, in this school that I'm not in. And so I'll be excluded primarily just Mm -hmm. because I'm not in any of those activities. And I don't, I, don't feel excluded as much Mm -hmm. as like a lot of people do. But I think introverts also, I don't, Mm -hmm. I, my sister is an introvert. I am a blatant extrovert. Like I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. So I get it. (laughs) And I don't get tired. I could do 55 parties in a day and still be like, all right, what are we doing tonight? I think introverts also feel the sting of being excluded more Mm -hmm. so than extroverts. I think it's just something that correlates. So I don't feel the sting of being excluded from things as much as someone else might, but I have friends that I know feel the sting of being excluded. And the article I was reading talks a lot about how badly that hurts. And that was me, honestly, like that hurt really bad. And I think a lot of it is as an introvert, and I think I have a lot of extrovert qualities, so people don't always realize it, but I was raised by an extremely extrovert mom. My mom's friends listen to this podcast. So, hey, ladies, because she was such an extrovert that even though she's passed, she still has friends that are supporting her daughter because she just like reached that many lives. For instance, this is a quick off story. We were in Hawaii in the ocean and she saw someone she knew. She could not go <laughs> anywhere without knowing someone. Like that would be you. That's probably why we're such me. You know that's me. Yes. Yeah. I was sad walking around downtown Chicago today that I didn't run into anybody I knew. And I was like, Janelle, you're in downtown Chicago. Like right? you just moved from Richmond a week ago, Richmond, Virginia. Is, yeah. And I was like, surely I will know at least one person. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I think as an introvert, One, it's something we struggle with making friends 
And so oh, we do put so a little correlation. So it's like okay. something really hard and we're trying our okay. best as well as a lot of introverts and not all, I found a lot of introverts are a little more anxious. And so with that comes a little bit of social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Little and we're highly sensitive people. Like I said, not all of us, but a lot of us. And so we just, we feel it. And so like, even when I got excluded from that group, which my membership is still pending at this point, I'm just laughing it off. Now I'm mad again. (laughs) And you know, my theory is I can take this personal and the lady running the group did reach out. It's an awkward position. Yeah. Yes. However, at the same point, I'm like, do I want to be a part of a group that wouldn't just be like, okay, you guys can work it out. Everyone is invited and included instead of like pending and hey, so-and-so said they're not going to come if you come. Like that made me feel like shit to know that I made someone so uncomfortable that all of a sudden they didn't want to come. What? I didn't think that we were at that level of disagreement. Like this was a little disagreement and now we're at that. Seriously. And do you want to be involved? Do you want to be subjecting your children to a group that is not inclusive? And if someone is going to act negatively towards me, period, but in front of my children, I'm not putting up with that shit. No way. As an adult, as an adult of deceased parents who lived their life to the fullest, I'm not putting up with that bullshit. No. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to live the fucking good life with people that love me and support me. And if I have to go off and either have another year where my kids and I are just with our little pod, then we will be happy. Or if I have to go off and say, you know what, we're going to create a group and whoever wants to come can come. Even if there's no pending. Yeah. Come, there's no pending. There's no password to get in. Just come and be who you are. Then I will do it. Even if it's just me and one other mom. That makes me so sad. (laughs) Like this episode is going to be called pending because I just Ah! feel, you know what I mean? Like I just feel. And as like an introvert, like, did I check it multiple times? Yes. Did I pending to be accepted as a human homeschooler or a human being with children? Like, no, you're not pending. You are a human being with children. So, and groups that let you be penned, like I can not, we are so old. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) and with my personality of like, I don't even know what part of my personality it is. Any group that's pending, I get anxious. Like even if it's like a buy nothing group, I'm like, are they going to approve me? Are they going to accept me? Like, <laughs> I'm checking, checking. And like Fucking Facebook. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. We should not have these unless we need these privacy settings for safety. Yeah, like I this agree. is fucking ridiculous. So I have a question for you. Mm. You coached me through all of this as well as two other ladies who helped talk me off the cliff and listen to my ratchet ideas as well as my, (laughs) I'm too kind, I can't fucking handle this. Can you just do it for me? And supported me and like, no, you got to do this yourself. Uh If you have not faced these situations, how were you so good at it? I think because I read psychology books for fun. Um, I fight with my husband a lot. Okay. Have you <laughs> but seen I also, it a lot too? I have like- seen it. I have had girlfriends that have experienced it. I don't stand for it. So it doesn't like particularly happen to me. But mm-hmm. I also at the school I went to before the so my junior high and ninth grade school I went to before I transferred to a private school where I was bullied mercilessly 
had to get really tough. And I had a lot of people around me that explained how to do this to me. Were you I, bullied like based on looks, personality, like what were uh, you looks in general? And so, so I looked 20 when I was 14 mm-hmm. and I therefore always had older boyfriends and so jealousy probably. Yeah. And so going into ninth grade, I dated a guy that was a lot older. And so I went into the first day of high school at the school having dated a se- like the most popular senior when I was in junior high. Oh. And I got in a physical fight on the first day of school. Two girls teamed up on me and it was in the middle. It was literally like a movie and it was in the middle of the football field. The entire school was there. Oh, I was in fun. the center <laughs> And two girls teamed up on me and were calling me a slut and saying- Were they older? Yep. Senior and a girl my age. So like the senior was the druggiest loser in the whole wide world and still is. I'm sure. I don't know. And I don't what know was her alive. issue? Like, or do we um, they were mad that I had dated this boy that they felt like was their property because he was like such a cool senior. You're a slut. You're this, you're that. I had on a hemp necklace with a oh, mushroom yeah. on it. With oh, a mushroom Puka on it. No, no, no. Puka <laughs> shells weren't in yet. Oh. Puka shell. So I'm like three years older than you. So Puka shells yeah. came in when I was graduating. This was hemp, like woven with a mushroom yes. on it. One of them grabbed the necklace and spun it so hard that it left marks around my neck. She, oh my I think, gosh. got expelled. And I also think she had to go to like a Anger kid counseling. jail. She had oh to go to some sort of kid jail where she had to write me a letter of apology. But one of my brother's friends stepped in and was like, don't you fucking touch her. Her, and the girl slapped him and spit on him. Ew. <laughs> Oh, and then if you're I, spitting on someone, then come on. You're the Check grossest. Like, but so then I left that. So I stayed at that school and then I ended up dating the new most popular senior in the at the school that had just moved from Nebraska and was like the football star. So Girl, you were doing, a hot commodity. I was just doing shit to get myself in trouble. And so I would go to all of the like seniors only football parties. Mm. Like I was just, I was at, Okay, I'm not going to say I was, I'm not going to victim blame because I was treated horribly. And then I went to the new school and everything was great because everybody there was like cool and normal and like had their shit and cared about like going to college and stuff. But I think just growing, I talked to my aunts a lot during that and was like, this is forever. Everyone's always good. Like I legitimately thought in those years that everyone, because that girl called me a slut in front of the whole school on the football Mm -hmm. field, that everyone was going to think I was a slut for the rest of my life. Yeah, you think your life's ruined. So this is just a reminder to you moms that have teenage girls and you teenage girls if you're listening no one gives a shit what happens in high school it doesn't matter or what matter. people write about you on social media or uh, what people write nice. about you on the walls of the bathroom in high school yeah. i had plenty of shit written about me on the walls of the high school and i was like oh well someone wrote that on the wall at my high school so now every i mean yeah. the newspaper for the state knows and what people yeah. write about you on social media it doesn't fucking yeah. matter in 5 years and i'm going to say and it's men too like in high school i feel like i dealt with more guys that were semi bullying and i don't know if they felt So I got called a flirt a lot and my mom told me that she did too, because it really hurt my feelings because 
I was trying to be friendly. And to other people, it's like, oh no, you're a slut. You're being a flirt. And like, why can I not talk to a guy without being called a flirt or a slut? And that was really hard for me. And my mom told me, even as an adult, she struggled with that. Like women would be like, oh, you're flirting with him. And she was like, no, I'm having a fucking conversation with a male. And like, I talked to Josh. I hugged Josh the other day. I mean, I'm not doing it like in my swimsuit or being like, oh, hey, do you need some suntan lotion? Like, no, like I'm like, and I looked at Josh and I was like, you better fucking take care of those three because I love them. I don't know if he told you that (laughs) (laughs) because it was like as they were leaving and he was like, you got it. Some other woman might've been like, oh my God, you're flirting. Like, you know, cause you weren't outside. I did say like, I did say, or is this awkward if I hug you? And he was like, no, come on. Like, no. And that's the thing that like Josh and I are in a happy committed marriage. And so like, and you know, the same, like I get so excited when Brandon comes out and wants to talk because him and I like to talk about like financial things and like medical studies. And like, I have a couple of my girlfriend's husbands that I love going to parties with because we're going to talk about like interesting stuff that my husband doesn't find interesting that I find interesting. Or one of my girlfriend's husbands likes murder podcasts. And so we we would talk over the fence about murder podcasts. And like, I love that if you're in a secure, happy marriage, you're not looking to call people a flirt or get jealous or this or that, because it's another one of those things that it's a symptom of a dysfunction in your marriage. If you're calling Mm -hmm. people a flirt or a slut or this, or she flirts with everyone. Right. And like, I think it was like in high school, maybe people took it as like, I was interested in them. And then I would have a boyfriend or, and they felt shut down. I don't really know what the deal was. I just do what that shit would never fly today. But see, that's the thing is like, I also don't know what the bullying standards are now. But when I was in high school, there was no, I mean, there was no such thing as bullying. I was physically assaulted. So that's why that girl got in trouble Mm -hmm. because she left a mark on my body. Other than that, I don't think she would have gotten in trouble. Even though it was just put up with mean people. There was teachers in the crowd while this was happening, trying to like disperse the crowd. But I don't think that girl would have gotten in trouble, even though the teacher saw it, had she not left a mark on me. That's not Mm -hmm. the world we live in today. let Let me explain this for those of you who don't know how we grew up. I went to a private elementary school that went up to fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. When I left, I heard rumors that this teacher who was mean to me talked shit about me and my friends to the younger classes. See? Well, that's the world a we live bullying in. as a teacher, yes. as well as I would like write notes to like my boyfriend at the time and they would confiscate them and then read them out loud or have their husbands read them out loud to the other students, like oh my displaying all my shit. Like that's a form of bullying or just being a fucking dick. I don't know really which one because they both kind of overlap. It's all of the above. But that would not happen nowadays at all. No. Like but. teachers cannot talk shit about their students, even if they're past students, especially by name and saying like, oh, they think they're cooler than they ever were. And they, they thought they ran this place and they were my worst students ever. Like you don't, you can't say that. No. And you can't make fun of fifth graders like as a teacher. But I also think that we don't know the horrible, horrible online world that exists now for these kids. I saw a glimpse of it. I had somebody post something. I think it was like on Zanga or something or MySpace. One of them had this little like sideboard where you could leave messages. And somebody wrote something basically 
saying that I was, remember how I said I had multiple groups of friends. They basically said like, I was persuading the good girls to go and change to me and be like, basically like a bad girl and a bitch. And one of my guy friends like fired off. So I didn't have to do anything. And he was like a guy that I never had a romantic relationship with. He was just one of those, you're a fucking good guy. So, Hey, Jamie, if you're listening, he fired back and he probably doesn't even remember that, but I do. And that just meant the world to me. And he was like, then you clearly don't know her. And I don't know who wrote that, but I remember it stuck with me. And then I felt so self-conscious at school. Like, does everyone see me as a bitch and like a bad girl? And I think he said something about like a slut or something like who probably used the word ho. Cause that was really popular back then. Oh, ho was such oh a my gosh. And I, I don't know, like I felt like shit for the longest time at school because I didn't know who said it. And that's the thing with online thing. Half the time you don't know who said it. And that mind fuck of like walking around, like who's thinking this shit about me is, and then as well as like, who saw it. Like, you don't know who saw it. And I was just thinking about how I, people used to write Janelle's a hoe so much on the wall in my middle school bathroom that, (laughs) and because they'd always spell it differently. Some of them would write Janelle's a hoe, H-O, and some would write Mm -hmm. Janelle's a hoe, H-O-E. And to this day, I still am always, I have to Google how to spell it. It has an E. Because I think it has an E. (laughs) Because it was spelled about me so so incorrectly in so many different ways so many times. I still am not sure how to spell it. But I just can't imagine how hard it is to hear these things about yourself on the internet that aren't true. And And that's why my kids are going to live in a dungeon and never have social media. Mm, It's going to be the best. I can't handle it. So, but it's easy to say now, <laughs> right? I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'll probably have 50 more, but off the top I'm of my here. head. So I asked how you're so good at this. Okay. So basically I kind of want to circle a little bit back to that. Are you also so good at this? Because I know you said you've had people who have been a little aggressive and not understanding about your whole COVID beliefs and yeah. kind of, I don't know if judging you is the right word. Do you just like knock that shit out? Like have people said kind of like mean, aggressive things to you? Oh, yeah. just like, oh, fuck no. Like I'm not putting up with this and you just kind of like put that wall down? No, I let them, I, something in COVID has really, um, in the pandemic has really just given me, I mean, when you lose your parent, mm-hmm. your whole world is thrown upside down and shit that yeah. used to matter to you doesn't matter anymore. I am lucky. Like I have a group of like four or five women that I'm on a text thread with and they are all at a different level than me, Mm -hmm. but we trickle down. Like I'm the most extreme about my, um, COVID fear. And then there's one that's a little bit less than me. One that's a little bit less than me. One that's fully nothing. One that is like not into masks at all. And we all just kind of respect each other, but Mm -hmm. There's been definitely a number of times where people like kind of like lean towards giving me shit for not wanting to go out to a restaurant Mm -hmm. and none of it is coming from a place of mean. Like they wanted to see me before I left and Mm -hmm. go out to dinner and I just wasn't comfortable yet and none of it was coming from a place of mean. And I've also grown up, my parents, for all their short, my mom's, especially all my mom's shortcomings, was always really rad about like, do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if that means that you're a painter that lives in a box under a bridge, and you're doing what makes you happy. And so I haven't had anybody be mean per se. If they have been mean, again, Golden Retriever hasn't picked up Mm -hmm. on it. Golden Retriever Janelle has just seen it as they really want to see me. And okay, so if they were mean, I didn't catch it. Mm -hmm. But 
I also don't think I've had to fully come back out yet. Things might be different in six months if I'm still being extra cautious. I don't know where we'll be. So like during COVID, you probably had people that you used to see and then you're like, we can't see you right now. Did anyone take that personally? And I don't think so. So you just got the good, the good. I think I just was very, but see, that's the thing is like, I have been abundantly and I love you, but I think this Mm -hmm. may have been your one misstep is Mm -hmm. you were trying trying to make people not have hurt feelings. I have been abundantly clear from day one of COVID. I went out, we lived in a super popular neighborhood filled with kids. I went out with chalk, drew a giant line on our driveway and then measured Mm -hmm. six feet and drew a giant line on our driveway. My kids knew. And if neighbor kids would walk by, I would stay outside and be like, my kids need to stay behind this line. You guys have to Mm. stay behind that line. And it has been since the drop that everyone knew I'm not fucking around. I'm sorry. Part of it was I am not comfortable with confrontation. And so when somebody (laughs) says to me like, hey, we're not seeing anyone else. And then I find out that you are, I'm not going to sit there and be like, what the fuck? I wish I was. And I'm going to work on that. Instead, I'm going to back out. I'm going to just say, Oh, we can't play. Like, but that's what I, I would have done too. I, and but I, but like, I think I should have probably worked. given more excuses, like not excuses, like more reasoning, like, explanation. But I was afraid of the repercussion of like, oh, well, I saw you hanging out with so and so because I had tried that in the past and it fucking backfired. And I basically got told like, we can't see you at all. We can't even talk. We can't even port chang. My kids can't send your kids Marco Polos. Like, and so I guess I was scared of that. And so I just, but is that somebody that you want to be friends with at the time? Yeah. But like, why, <laughs> why Jenna? I, well, I guess I just like didn't all or nothing. Friends are not real friends. Friends that can accept your neuroses and your weird shit. And like, I have friends that I know if we go to certain restaurants are going to need to leave because they need to poop. Yeah. And I have right? friends like, yes, and I, I have accept- a friend too. I accept that about them. And I have friends that I know aren't going to want to sleep somewhere because this, this, and this. And I have friends that I know don't want to drink this because it does this, this, and this. Like I am so accepting of all neuroses that it's easy for me. Mm -hmm. People that aren't accepting of boundaries. And like the little jabs. Like I think the little, I get little jabs, but they don't bug Yeah. I didn't want to keep receiving those because like the comments, like, yes, I had a lot of COVID rules. Did they change? Yes. There was one point where Janelle and I, and we look back and we're like, what the fuck did we do? We went and we did a huge play date with all of the preschool after we had been in isolation for a long time. No masks. Not the whole preschool, the whole preschool class. And looking back, we're like, it was like 16 because everyone brought siblings. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And we're like, did we seriously? This was at the height of like, we don't know how COVID transmits, but it was like the teachers wanted to have a good buy. I think we did a cost benefit analysis Mm -hmm. though and decided our kids needed that. Yeah. What people need to understand about how you and I are coming out of COVID is the information was changing every week. There's been episodes of this podcast that Jenna and I have had to scrap because Mm -hmm. at the beginning of us recording this, there was no vaccine. None. No, there was no chance that us young people, it was like the vaccine will be available to people over 65 for a year. And then you guys, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, everybody's got the vaccine. We had to throw away whole episodes 
because yeah. COVID has changed so much. Everybody thought you got it from touching things in the beginning. So no one was getting food. Now mm. everybody thinks you get it this way. Now everybody thinks you get it this yeah. way. As well as like the numbers fluctuate. Like I know personally, <sighs> like we opened our doors a little, saw a few people and the numbers went back up and we're like, okay, we're closed Close down them. again. Yep. And shutter. <laughs> that's where a lot of this came from. And I just, I don't know. I was trying to avoid the jabs. I admit I should have been a little more upfront and taken those jabs. Um, but you're sent, like you said, you're a little yeah. bit of an introvert. You're a little bit mm-hmm. more sensitive. You're a little bit more um, feel empathetic. And yeah. fe- I'm very empathetic, but I also like don't really feel jabs as harshly mm-hmm. as other people. It. Like even and if you just get, send me a K, I'm like, oh shit, she's mad at me. Like- <laughs> She hates me. <laughs> and one of my other friends is the same way. And sometimes I'll just send her the letter K and then I'll wait like two or three minutes. And I'm like, are you triggered? But it's a joke, like not in a mean way, but because <laughs> she knows I love her. And I always told her like, if I'm and that's yeah. that's the thing with like my personality. Like if I'm mad at you, you'll know because I'm going to kindly be like, hey, I don't like how you did X, Y, Z. Instead of just being like all of a sudden, like dumping, like you're such a fucking bitch. I can't believe you or like. I can't believe you did this. Our friendship's over and, I, and leaving the other person like, oh. And I think that's a, ca- a good call to action you could almost make is that if someone pisses us off, let's tell them they pissed us off instead of ghosting. And in a nice way. Like, yeah, it's not hard. Hey, I, and like we went back to before, if this is not the person's normal behavior, pre-pandemic, not during this pandemic, because we're all a fucking shit show. Yeah, none of this is Pre-pandemic, <laughs> if things are different than they were, then talk to them in a kind way and say, what is going on? As well as what can I do to help you? Don't be like, oh, well, you never want to hang out with me and you never want to leave your house. That person is going through a fucking shit ton. And don't judge them. And like I said, the friends that I was talking about earlier from high school, like I have just praised my one friend who's handled this. And she just like was baffled and like, this isn't how everyone handles it. Girl, no. Like, no. And I also no. think that coming out of the pandemic, let's also give people a little bit of extra grace because you don't know whose husband lost their job. You don't know mm-hmm. who, which girlfriend of yours lost their job. I had a ton of girlfriends with job instability. You don't know who had to move in with their in-laws. You don't know whose family struggled with alcoholism. Struggled with a hard marriage year. That has been, it's been hard on our marriage. It's been, some parts have been good for our marriage. Other parts have kicked our marriage in the ass. And mm-hmm. it's not easy. Like, as well as like, they might've lost their best friend. They might've lost their grandmother. Like yeah. I have one, two, two family members that have passed during COVID that I didn't get to go to fucking funerals. Oh. I didn't, as much as I wanted to, get to go say goodbye to my grandpa. And that yeah. shit weighs on me. Like, you know, and I don't put it out there in the world. Well, now I did. Shit. But I think still, you put like, it all over social media. and <laughs> You know, like, you have to remember, and people are thinking of that stuff, and they're going to go back into the world, or they're just going to have days where that kind of stuff is triggered. Like, yeah. let's just be fucking kind. Let's be kind, but also, no, and I just went back on Facebook when I moved to Chicago to join a couple of like friend groups and to join to find a couple of homeschool support groups. But know that you can leave social media. We get so caught up in social media that some people think like, oh, you know, it's a part of the world now. We all need it. If it's troubling for you or it's triggering for you or it makes you feel mm-hmm. yucky, you can straight up peace out. You can yep. go away for a month. You can go away for, I think I went away for what, nine months on Facebook. At you least. can just, you can, and I didn't say anything. I just slid on out in the middle of the night. Do what is best for your mental health. And if watching people 
post, ooh, look at us in our cool group. This is the hot mm-hmm. moms group. Gets old, yeah. peace out, and go walk outside and make a real friend. Like, yeah. don't deal with. And that those bullshit. of you that are doing that, like Janelle and I, did hang out during the pandemic. However. We rarely, if ever, posted about it because personally, I knew it would be triggering for some Yeah. because I had one of my best friends who I never see. I know that that's a little triggering for her. I didn't want to do that to her. And I knew that there were other friends who missed me and I missed them, but we weren't on the same page in terms of the pandemic and our precautions. So we didn't see each other. So like that goes for anything. Like if you have, you don't have to post every party you have. You didn't invite everyone. Like it sucks. And we're not saying like, oh, you can't post your happy times. Like either invite everyone or don't post that shit. That's what my mom always said. You're never, my parents rule was if you want to have a birthday party, you have to invite your whole class or no one. You invite the weird kid that eats his boogers because you have to invite your whole class. You can't have a birthday party. And I shouldn't. Shut up, Jenna. Jenna and I caught one of mine eating his boogers while we were recording the other night because I was watching him on a baby camera. <laughs> but he has a diehard friend, so he's good. He has a oh, friend that would do God. anything and, and more I wanted for him. to die. I've never seen anything so gross in my life. Um, right. But you don't have to post what you're doing all the time. I have groups of friends. I know people that post girl squad, girl gang. Mm. This is my, these are my people Mm. that is only out there to dig at someone. Yeah. And then I have another group of girlfriends that I text with on the regular from my old neighborhood. And we would go out and never post a word about it because you can't ever include everyone. If you're going out to dinner with five girlfriends it's just yeah. not feasible. And so why, like, just go out Unless and have fun. Unless you're me, have a small cir- circle. But but yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, when I was researching, I also saw, like, one little thing about also, like, the little comments we say and how we say them. Like, Ooh. it was basically, like, watch how you talk to people because it is a form of bullying as well as being, like, a mean girl. Like, little comments, especially, it was using, like, the example of, like, a workplace, but being, like, oh, you're so dressed up today. Like, do you have something fancy? Oh yeah. And it's I don't not like, like if it's like a, like if it's a friend, like if I was like, oh girl, you looking fancy today. Like in a joking yeah. way, that's different. If it's somebody who's not super this close to you. This is a very valid. And I have, what is it like passive aggressive kind of yeah, stuff? Like, yeah. Don't do that. Or say you bring something new to work or something you did for your kids and be like, wait, how long did you take to do that? Like, or it's I've had like friends- a little like, yeah, like I notoriously don't love to cook. And so like when we've mm-hmm. had like neighborhood parties and stuff, I've had people come up and be like, oh, did you buy this at Trader Joe's or make it? And I'm like, what the fuck does it matter, first of right. all? And second of all, I'd rather eat food from Trader Joe's than someone's house that's yeah. cat put their butthole on it. Right. <laughs> right. And there was like a good, it did have a good point. It was like, if you find somebody's trying to start gossiping with you, you can try and nip it in bud in the bud. And they said, especially it's easy if they're asking like a fishing kind of like question. So say you're at work and this could apply to like a social situation too. So if somebody's like, Hey, what do you think of the new temp? You could be like, Oh, they are temporary. I wasn't sure. I'm going to actually go chat with them real quick and just kind of like remove yourself from the situation or completely try and change the topic, which I know I'm notorious for. I'll have people that'll be like, so what do you think of the new neighbor? Did you see her? And I'll be like, if I did see her, I might just be like, oh yeah. And she had a really cute new car. That's my favorite. Oh, did yeah. you see my kid did da, 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 and like bring it around to your kid or something? I think that's a really, and I have said that to people before that I've never heard Jenna say anything like derogatory about anyone. 
And I know that I am never perfect at this, but I love to do what you're saying, which is, Mm -hmm. did you see so-and-so? And And I'll be like, yeah, she had really cute shoes. I wonder where she got them. And then they're like, oh, well, I heard that she drinks like all the time. And I love my favorite is to like flip it on them and be like, I wish I could drink all the time. How does she, that sounds amazing. That was the other one it said to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was like kind of so jealous. Like, I love to be like, I'm so jealous. Right. And how, but how bad does it piss you off? Cause it pisses me off when you're like, clearly I'm trying to avoid this topic. So can we just stop? And then people keep trying to engage you. That's where I'm like, like, it's funny. (laughs) Oh, my kid said he's got a poop. I gotta go. Like, yeah. Or yeah. You can always use a kid as a scapegoat. You can always use a husband or or use yourself have to poop because no one will question that. No, just be like, Jen- I just ate some of that spinach dip and it was a little sketchy. Do you want me to use your bathroom or go home to mine? <laughs> like, they're gonna, they're like, chances are they'll pick yours. Like, I'll come to the bathroom with you and continue talking poorly about this person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so give it a try. And let's just go. I'm, I'm so like, I have been bad about this. I have done this. I have been a shitty includer, but I really try to go out of my way because mm-hmm. my dad always told us this story growing up about this man he ran into at the grocery store and he, the guy was there and my dad was there and they're both begging their groceries. And he was like, Hey, are you Steve Jonak? And the guy, and my dad was like, yeah, who are you? And he's like, you probably don't remember me. My name's Greg. And in seventh grade, someone was picking on me and you told him to knock that shit off. And I've always wanted to say thank you to you. And my dad was like, and we, he told me about it later. And he's like, Janelle, I am 55 years old in seventh grade. I did something nice for Greg that he has remembered his whole life. And Mm -hmm. he's like, that is what you want people to. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want people to remember about you. And Zach was, and I have instilled that in my children and Zach has already come to fruition in it. Zach two days ago was sitting on the couch in this new house and was like, do you remember when so-and-so were being mean to so-and-so in my class? And I said, why don't you come over here and read with me? And I was like, you made me so proud. Those are the kids we're trying Mm -hmm. to raise. And if we're not walking the walk, they're Mm -hmm. not going to buy your bullshit. And I will tell them to be nice and be a dick. Yes. It completely matters. Like even with my children, I don't let my children treat each other like shit either. And my son has said to me like little comments like about Peyton or something, Mm -hmm. my daughter. Those older ones love to like one up the younger ones. Right. And when that started, we quickly put an end to that. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a good, I'll link it, us born, you born, however you say it, book about friendships. Ooh, and I'm going to link it because it. it's not just like a story. And then it's also like opens the dialogue because you can ask your kids like, what would you do kind of thing? Or have Ooh, you ever I love that. It's really good. And it's kind of long. So like you can pick and choose what you want to do. And that book helped us. And I will say there have been times where people have not included Peyton because she's little or even with his cousins because she's a girl and my son has stood up for her. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, even though that's your sister and she at the Mm -hmm. time is like one or two, if you stand up for her, I'm confident you'll stand up for somebody else. Yes, you might not always have your shit together and you might lose your temper or you might scream because we all do and you're six. But when it comes to bullying, you don't put up with that shit. And I love you for that. But you're walking the walk and talking the talk. And if you think that you're going to raise kind, loving kids by being a shit, good luck. And they hear you. Let me know. One more instance. The other day, Janelle, well, I guess it was kind of a while ago now since you moved. Janelle and her other friend were over and we were all sitting there talking and we said something. And then Peyton, my three-year-old is in the sandbox, which is 
I don't know how far is that like 12 like, feet yeah <laughs> so like not super far but far enough to where we thought she wasn't really listening and she's like talking to herself and singing and she like turns around and starts chiming in on our conversation and we're like wait what like yeah. you were and luckily it was like nothing and it just shows you how much they are listening like, and their model like I Whole, I've said this time and time again, children are little meat suits mm-hmm. and they are learning everything <laughs> about being a human being from watching mm-hmm. you. So yep. if all you're doing, and we've said this in the body image episode, if all you're doing is talking about how much you hate your thighs and your face and your neck and your hair, they're mm-hmm. going to see that. If all you're doing is talking about how much you hate this neighbor, that neighbor, their yard, this car, they are going to see that and hear that because they are completely trying to rep replicate you right because you're the parent yeah they don't know how to be a human being except for from you and even the way you talk to your husband and your wife like if my husband and I get snippy with each other or something my kids will call us out on it yeah they are I call them like little bully detectors even though my husband doesn't bully me by any means but if he gets snippy with me or gives me a little attitude and vice versa like my son is real quick to call us out and so is my daughter yes and I'm like, more power to you. And then we have to explain like in front of our Mommies kids, like apologize. And <laughs> yeah. And then I apologize to my husband and I'm like, you know what? I'm upset about X, Y, Z. I shouldn't have talked to you about, I shouldn't yeah. have talked to you that way. Like, so and you can say that to your kids too. If you get yelling oh at God. you, if you get to yelling at your kids, you can always come back later and apologize. You can at bedtime. Yeah. And I've said that to Josh before, like he's gotten hard on the kids and I've said, okay, well, it's bedtime and I need you mm-hmm. to go in there and say, remember earlier when you did this, this and this, and I got really loud. That wasn't okay for me to do. And you don't get to justify mm-hmm. yourself. You have to say that wasn't okay for me to right. do. You, you don't get to say, but you did this, this and this. Mm-hmm. You fully just say that wasn't okay for me to be so loud with you. And next time I hope that we can manage this better or however, like yep. you can always apologize. And to I always kids. do that too. I always like I tell too. them what I should have done Yeah, because they need to know that but they also need to know like we're far from perfect no far from it so i hope this was helpful and if you're being bullied reach out to us janelle can help you come back with some kind direct liners assertive assertive (laughs) ways to talk i can send you rainbows and butterflies um because i'm really good at that (laughs) no no i we've been there so we're all ears, no judgment. Yeah. And thanks for listening, guys. And with that, remember to call your therapist and take your meds.